0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. I don't know about boats. I don't know star side versus port. Starboard, port. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you have a boat, do you take it out of the water and clean it? Or do you hire a scuba diver to go in and clean it? I don't know. I know money. I know investing. I know retirement. One of the things that we make a huge mistake on is we take social security all wrong at the wrong time. Retirees are losing out on trillions, which is, I guess, is a good thing because ultimately that would just further put our country more in the hole. But I don't want it to happen to you. Big article in USA Today today about it. I like the USA Today because it's written for dumb people. It's written for the masses is what I was supposed to say, but my internal editor is not on. Quick, turn it back on. Almost all American retirees claim Social Security at the wrong time. Missing out on a collective $3.4 trillion. You can tap the benefits early, at as early as age 62. Um, you can boost the size of your check for every year that you wait until 70. When the maximum benefit accrues, the advantage in waiting is substantial. A person eligible for a $725 check monthly at 62 would get a $1,280 check if you wait till the age of 70. It's almost double. Now, starting thinking about that, some people get up to like 18000 Some people get a little bit more in Social Security benefits. Not much more. And I can tell you, it's not a lot of money. And I find that to be kind of sad because we put a lot of money into the system. Every paycheck you have, if you go look at your paycheck, you better, you're halfway over. You better have, it better say something like six to $8,000 in your 401k so far. If not, I'm going to rain hell on you because that's what I do. I'm a hell rainer. Um, $18,000, $18,000, that's pre-tax. Some states you get taxed on Social Security, some more than others. You have to pay for your own health care in retirement. It's, it's not free. That's a misconception. You pay for it. It's cheap. And you can use, it's kind of a buffet. You know, it's wonderful. A buffet of health care. But that system needs to change because it's bankrupt in America faster than it should. But if you take a look at it, 96%, if you just take a look at the studies, 96% of retirees choose the wrong year to tap Social Security. People are pretty much doing the opposite of what they should be doing. When to take Social Security is a key decision for you, and it's it's a tough decision because it looks like free money. I'm 62 years old, man. I've been putting money into the system for over 45 years. I've been working since I was two. Okay, I wasn't working since I was two, but I've been working paychecks since I was 12, 13. Um, Unlike other investments, for a lot of people, this is your key source of income in retirement. It's a big piece. For, it's supposed to be supplemental, but a lot of people kind of are counting on it to take care of them. So they can go to that concert today instead of saving for retirement tomorrow. It's the old wimpy from Popeye's. I'll gladly pay you for a hamburger on Friday if I could eat it today. I didn't like Wimpy. I thought, I didn't really get his whole relationship with olive oil and Popeye. Personally, if I was Popeye, I would have said, dude, what's up with the burgers? You should eat some vegetables. Maybe spinach? Nay. Mm-hmm. The average life expectancy for U.S. men who are currently 65 is 84 years old. That's important when half of all 65 year old American women can expect to live past the age of 86. So if you wait till you're 70, that's gonna be 16 years of almost double the, the money for a woman. It's gonna be almost 14 years for men. Now, I can't convince you of this. CFP Chad Birkin will show you the studies. I'll, I'll let you read it in USA Today for yourself. USA Today has got a fine app, a lovely webpage, how they get away with it, I, I, I don't know. It feels like I haven't bought a newspaper in years, right? Only 4% of US retirees are waiting until age 70. And yet we're living longer and longer. Some 57% should be doing so. More than 70% start taking checks before turning 64, a time when ideally only 6.5% of retirees should be cashing checks. I get it. There's a guy that I work with who's obese. He's red in the face. Probably drinks a little bit too much. Um, sleeps on the job. He'll probably be dead at 65, so he should probably take it at 62. With that being said, he's probably pretty well pickled, and he'll probably live to 100 and prove me wrong. <coughs> yeah. um, so there you go. There's actually a a book that's been published. that's 384 pages on social security claiming strategies. 384 pages on social security strategies. That's mind numbing, man. I couldn't imagine reading that. So instead of doing that, and you want to learn about income and retirement, come to the event. It's going to be Friday. Nope, nope, nope. It's going to be Thursday, July 11th, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto. at the Lodge. There's all sorts of information at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And actually, if you go to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, there's some downloadables that while you're signing up for the seminar, you could get the free downloadable um, and sign up there. And there's like 10 pillars of income in retirement. You have to have some pillars of income. You have to understand about income in retirement. I don't want you to be the guy who ends up uh, at a mobile home. Bitcoin has just closed out its best quarter since the bubble. Man, that, that's been all over the place. It's like up $6,000. It goes from like 4000 to 10000 to 14000 back to 12000 to 11000 And it's all because Facebook's coming up with their own digital currency. Or they're setting up a company that'll be a nonprofit to create a cryptocurrency. And they've got the backing of about 20 other companies. But Facebook's going to have a wallet that you can store in your Facebook apps. That's how Facebook's going to make some do me off of it. So Bitcoin suddenly became relevant again. Now, maybe it's that, or maybe it's the Trump and President Xi of China thing. Maybe it's the stock market's really, really long, an old bull market that never seems to really stop for long. So that's out there. A billionaire was outed. I know you're saying... What are you talking about? He was called gay? No, 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 no. He um, bought a piece of art that was found in someone's attic. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's a collector. His name's Jay Tomlinson Hill. He's the anonymous buyer of a rediscovered classic. Um, I always find these stories kind of fascinating that someone had something worth $114 million up in their attic. It's a painting by caravaggio sold privately this week um 71 year old man hell is and he's been outed as he wanted to be anonymous this painting was unsigned it was completed in 1607 it sat in an attic for five years in toulouse france pretty amazing stuff huh makes you want to go into the attic huh Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Big Income and Retirement seminar coming up July 11th. It's going to be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't be shy. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. What will I be doing this afternoon? I'll be cracking a beer, sitting down, having a nice lunch, probably at my favorite sports bar. Not a smart thing to do because it's expensive, but I'm going to enjoy the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. I grew up playing soccer. I love the sport. I can watch four-year-olds play soccer. I'm fine with it. I'm not comparing women to four-year-olds. <laughs> Let me be very clear on that because uh, you will chew me up alive if I make a mistake like that. But Team USA Strong showing the World Cup has fueled record sales of their home jersey on Nike.com. So Nike said that last night. Some of the video game makers have messed up. They haven't included women in the FIFA World Cup. Why? You know what the audience they can get if they did that? Young girls. Who want to be like Carly Lloyd? Who want to be like Megan Rapinoe? Um, In theory, girls don't play video games. They play with dolls. What is the matter with you? But why are they buying so many jerseys from Nike? And they're not cheap. So I throw that out there. And I I have to ask a question. One person, just one person wants to answer this to me for me. Or to buy a women's national soccer team jersey, it would be weird, right? It's not weird if a woman wears a men's national soccer team, but it would be weird if a dude did. So, the U.S. women's home jersey is now the number one soccer jersey, men's or women's, ever sold on Nike.com in one season. Nearly two thirds of the 24 teams that started the tournament wore Nike kits, and half the players wear the company's boots, also known as cleats. Um, real soccer people refer to them as boots. Um, it's hard to overstate how important this year's been to the evolution of women's um, offense at, at Nike. Um, Nike's strong showing at the competition helped drive wholesale revenue into the women's segment up 11 percent to about 7.4 billion a year. Uh, women used to be kind of a throwaway idea in athletic wear. They shouldn't be. Lululemon and Under Armour have shown that if you make some stylish clothes. People will sweat in stylish clothes. People will wear what's called athleisure to work. Nike did something f- fascinating this year, and you have to applaud them. Um, and if you want to see for yourself how odd it is to see, but refreshing at the same time, it's kind of like a nice cold beer, right? On a hot summer day. Mm, Nike introduced in their London store plus-sized mannequins um, because many women most women are plus size they're not all skinny little you know supermodels and victoria's secret is slipping in the lingerie category because a lot of women say i don't look like an angel like i don't look like that one whether it be a carly claus or whoever it is why do they always marry billionaires pisses me off when i was a kid i was like supermodels were marrying millionaires so i was like i'm gonna be a millionaire and then nope now they've moved up the category cost to billionaire to play. So good for Nike and uh, good for the women supporting the U.S. women's national team. I'll watch the game today for sure. I've watched all four of their games so far. Um, I won't watch England. Just something about just won't watch it. So Nike selling a record number of women's jerseys. Um, and again, the video game world kind of missed out. They had a chance to kind of Dominate that uh, category, and they just kind of blew it. Not dominate, but introduce a whole new video game to a category that's underserved. You know, the popular video games are about male cowboys or male commandos who go in and take down, you know, an army of Russians. FIFA 19, the world's most popular soccer game in the world, added 10 women's national teams as part of the 2019 World Cup update. But the game doesn't let the players simulate the entire event. Um, The tournament's on pace to reach 1 billion viewers this month. If you ever get a chance to go to Europe during the World Cup, it's fascinating. I was uh, touring Europe out of college. uh, The World Cup was, I believe, in Italy. And part of it, I was in Sweden. But you'd stop at a hostel and the town would empty. It ghost town on you, right as the World Cup game was starting. In Ireland, I arrived in Ireland, and I thought, honestly, zombies had attacked. I'm in the capital of Ireland. I'm there to see the Book of the Kells. I'm there to see, you know, Irish beer and that kind of stuff and four-leaf clovers and shamrocks. My bus is pulling into town, and no one's there. It's a ghost town. And then Ireland won in penalty kicks. And millions and millions and millions of people came onto the street. It was a pretty surreal thought, scene. Because, like, the next day of the newspaper, uh, their goalie, the, the Irish Times, or whatever, the newspaper of Dublin is, uh, the headline was basically the whole page, and it said, Hands of God, because their keeper stopped a penalty shot. Hands of God. One billion people are watching the tournament this year. That's a pretty good number. Keep in mind, Facebook has... Eh, 2 billion plus people using their their platform. So that shows you how popular and why you have to buy Facebook. There's going to be some regulation issues. And if you notice the candidates in the debates are like, yeah, they're big companies, but they don't really know what to do with them yet. There's going to be a lot of talk about breaking up and Zuckerberg's already said, we need more regulation. Oh, horrible. One of the worst things that I uh, did this week was read a report on what moderators see at Facebook. These are people who are paid $18 an hour in like Austin, Texas and different parts of the country. Um, to, I guess sometimes work from home, but to watch content that people are uploading on Facebook and to flag the inappropriate stuff and to pull it. Some of the things that they say they've seen, what children do to a an live animal and then what it looks like 30 minutes after hitting it with a rock, just it's unbelievable that these people have to see that's going to cause some post-traumatic stress anyhow congratulations to the u.s wins team big game today at noon um billion plus eyeballs pretty fascinating stuff i'm rob black talking all things financial eyeballs video games marketing nike you see what that was all about big event coming up in palo alto july 11th you can sign up at rob Black's show use code radio 25
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday
1: mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So later this weekend, I'll pay attention to Trump and the G20. I'll try to have some intelligible conversations with you on it early next week. But that's not all I'll do. I got a pretty busy week next week. Um, Minus the 4th of July, there's a lot going on. So here's what my week looks like. Going to be looking at China, China manufacturing numbers that come out on Monday. The Eurozone PMI comes out Monday. The Eurozone unemployment rate comes out on Monday. Strangely, I want China and Europe to have an okay economy. I'm not USA, USA. I'm not Bruce Springsteen born in the usa i'm not all about billy joel's allentown factory shutting down i'm not that doesn't sadden me i want everyone to have a livable wage in some way shape or form if there's an opportunity for you to get there I, i hope there is i think a lot of terrorism would go away if the world was wealthier i know you're saying that's a big jump i don't think it is Tuesday, I'm going to be paying attention to Eurozone PPI, the fifth annual live energy disputes. U.S. equity markets are closed early on Wednesday. Thursday, completely closed. And then back to work on Friday.
0: We're moving things along. Or we're moving them along fast.
1: Germany Germany, factory orders on Friday. Aha! Doff! fire up the factory. We must make a more machine. So that's my, bus- my busy week next week. Um, I told you earlier that someone found a Carvaggio in their attic. Someone asked me what would be found in my attic. And I can tell you rats, but <laughs> it's true. I live on a Creek and there's rats. So I'm constantly killing rats. I know you're saying that sounds like fun. Mr. Black kind of is, but, um, there was an artist that I used to like that. I actually have some of his originals before he became famous a guy named Josh Akel. his name is shag. If you go to shag.com, you'll see what kind of art I like. Um, I like tiki art because it kind of takes me on a miniature little vacation. But the problem about Josh Eagle is he's still alive. So the art as an investment, had he died, my investment would have gone higher. But because he's still out there painting and now he doesn't really paint anymore. He does prints. That's how he makes his money. On occasion, he'll do like the 50th anniversary Disney print and people like, I love Disney. I got to get the Josh little Disney prints. In the fortieth anniversary and the thirtieth anniversary, you can kind of see how they do this. But uh he's alive and he's prolific. Had he like lost his sight, I would been I'm in the money, I'm in the money, dun 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 dun. So all you're gonna find is rats and some Josh Eagles if you rob me. If you go through my crawl through my crawl space. No dead bodies. So that's not my style. You know what kind of flopped? I'll tell you the biggest flop of the year. You're saying, Rob, please tell me what the biggest flop of the year is. When did you say foldable phones turned out to be a pretty big flop? I would. Um, They were supposed to be here. They got some units out. And then they all disappeared. Samsung, Huawei, uh, Oppo, Jammu unveiled their first foldable smartphone prototypes. And they were supposed to be here by now. And the tests that they, they actually, for some reason, I don't get it. They sent out test models that, that were doomed to break. And the testers like CNET and, you know, Wired Magazine are like, yeah, there's already a crack in the screen. It was supposed to be kind of part phone, part tablet. And the technology is kind of there, but it's kind of not. So Samsung bungled the debut of the Galaxy Fold while we delayed its own foldable device. The future of a foldable smartphone is up in the air. I mentioned this as today's the day that Jonathan Ivey, Jonathan Ive, an uh, industrial designer out of Apple, has decided to leave. So he started his own company. Apple's getting hit to the tune of a couple billion dollars market cap. It's $8 billion earlier in the day. That's how important he is to the company. Uh, there's not like there's not other industrial designers out there. And it's not like Apple couldn't use a new mind anyway. I think this phone's getting kind of boring, to be quite honest with you. It, yeah, it's then. That used to be a sign because sometimes I'm not in the studio. Sometimes I'm at my TV station. That used to be a sign that so there was a caller in there. And I was like, no one ever calls the show anymore. People want to just hear me talk. So... Anyhow, and anyway, um, over a decade ago, people around the world started shelving their cell phones with their static screens and limited applications to embrace smartphones, which offered large touch screens for watching movies, playing music and even browsing the web. Can you remember a time when your phone was just a phone? You remember Nokia, the flip phone? You didn't text message. You didn't do anything like that. It just was a phone. And then smartphones came out and changed the world. Uh, Now, it's a rectangular design, and there's only so much you can get smaller, cheaper, faster, right? My phone is so beautiful, I don't carry it in a case. Isn't that freaky? I'll pay that extra $200 if I crack my screen. I don't drop my phone because it's an expensive phone. But it's so beautiful. Now, watch, I'm going to crack my phone today. (laughs) Oh, it's like the one time that I, I was like, Who are these people who are getting the Anacornikova virus? And I'm like, I get an email. I was like, hey, you see this hot Russian tennis star in scantily clad clothes. I'm like, okay, I'll open that up. That sounds like a good picture for me to look at. Next day, I get the virus, right? But imagine holding your phone as it is right now, but opening it up like a book, revealing a display that's double the size of the outward-facing screen. That's the dream of the foldable phone. The problem is when you open it up like a book, it's suddenly a tablet and that fold in the middle wasn't having it. It was like, no, we're going to crack. We're going to crack. So when a handful of the biggest smartphone makers in the world announced the first foldable phones in February, we oohed and we awed. We were ready for it. It looked as if the world were ready to come out with a new form. A form factor that once again was fresh. But the tech reviews didn't go well. So... In late February, a handful of makers announced it. Uh, As soon as they got their phones, so the Galaxy S10 phones had unpacked of it in 2019. They debuted its first foldable smartphone at the beginning of the show. It was a $2,000 foldable phone slash tablet. Here's my solution to that. Buy a tablet. Buy a smartphone. Go with two devices. You don't need two in one. But the Galaxy Fold was that... didn't have some far off release date it was right around the corner when they announced this it would be ready april 26 when they announced it in february february march so we'd have to wait long and then we got the test units so one of the biggest changes not gonna happen now again keep in mind apple donathan ive has left the company industrial designer has announced augmented reality as their next big thing. It looks like their next phone is going to have three, cap- three lenses on it. So we all take wide-angle shots. You'll have, be able to use one for digital zoom, one for pictures, one for wide-angle, something like that. I'm not a photographer, so please don't hold that against me. Um, but because there's three lenses now, it's starting to look really stupid considering the form factor so beautiful and everything else. So where do I go from here? Now that all the children have grown up, um, where do I go? Um, yeah, I guess I could just call it. I, I think I, I've hit that one as well as I can hit it. The foldable phone didn't really hit. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to talk about was that with all these fancy lenses, Apple really was pushing the next big thing is augmented reality. And I just don't feel we're there. I've downloaded a couple of the augmented reality apps and I, I just don't feel they're there. Um, I've got a friend who works at Oculus at Facebook and everything that he's shown me is pretty stupid. Um, now, yes, you can now put a unit on your head without wires and it's getting better. Uh, but it's really developing. So, and it's tough to ask people to throw it on $2,000 for your technology. That's not ready for prime time, augmented reality and virtual reality. Not there yet. Now, with that said, when it is there, it's going to be pretty cool because I don't really like going out and seeing people, even though I'm doing an event July 11th in the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. I do like meeting listeners. I do. But I don't like going to concerts anymore. Last time I went to a concert, I, it is, I'm so pissed off. I get good seats really close to the stage I see Sting and Peter Gabriel playing together. Um, probably 13,000 people at the SAP Center. And two people decided to stand up for the whole show. This isn't music that you need to to rock out to. Some of it's not even... it's, It's slow. And the two people were right in front of me. I am that much of a miserable curmudgeon that I had a bad time. I couldn't get over it the whole time. I'm like, why don't they sit? Why are they standing? Sit! It's a slow song. You know, like, when Peter Gabriel's doing Biko about a prisoner in South Africa who gets uh, politically imprisoned due to apartheid. Yeah, you don't need to be standing for that one. Take a load off. So so I don't like going out to shows anymore. Also, I can't go Sunday through Thursday because I work for 11 in the morning. Anyhow, um, yeah, some of these promised technologies don't really deliver. So be careful buying into it and be careful being the early adapter because – Oh, what I was going to say is uh, virtual reality will be fun one day because I'll be able to be in the front seat of a concert or the front seat of a Super Bowl or the front seat of a jet plane ripping through the canyons. Pretty cool stuff, but we're not there yet. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. I would rate today's show not my best, not my worst. Wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling the craziness, the edginess, but I think there's some good content in there. Constellation Brands, they sell a lot of wine, a lot of beer. They uncorked a big first quarter earnings beat because they focused on wine. I have a wine problem. Red wine makes me break out now. So I don't do red wine and I tend to like red wine way more than white wine. So I know you're saying you're a lot of fun, Rob. (laughs) Thanks. The consolation brands posted stronger than expected first quarter earnings. I have no problem with you owning this kind of company. It's a blue chip company that I think will do well over time and go take a look. Go to a, a charting service like Yahoo, Big Charts, whatever. Um, you probably have a favorite, or maybe you don't. Punch in Constellation Brands, STZ is the ticker. Then take a look at the last twenty years. Slowly but steadily goes up. They don't have a .dot com like Wow, it went up hundred percent in one year. I get it, right? We want that. Blue chip companies are awesome. For long-term patient investors, you know, I've been talking a lot about DTC, direct to consumer. There's different ways to play retail, many ways to play retail. My favorite way of playing retail is Visa because you don't actually have to own the shop. You don't have to have the inventory. You don't have to have the spoilage or the theft or the, you know, wrong design. I think people are going to continue to shop. I don't know if it's gonna be at Amazon, on their app, on their phone. I don't know if it's gonna be in a store. I don't know if it's gonna be by bike or by car. I don't know if a drone's gonna come and pick it up and drop it off outside your home. I I could tell you what, drone delivery is not gonna work in the South. Too many rednecks have guns in the South. Hey Bub, what's that? That looks like a bird. Well, pause, let's shoot it. <gasps> A package in it it's for our neighbor quick go put it in the garage all right pa oddly enough ma sounds like pa too hey guys what is in the garage i see you used the shotgun is that you ma oh my favorite job you know when i was in college i was like what will i be when i grow up what will i be when i grow up and i decided i could be a dentist in arkansas because that's got to be the easiest job, right? One tooth. You only got to clean one tooth. They say a lot of dentists commit suicide. It's like they've got a really high suicide rate. Because it's got to be no fun looking at people's bloody gums and scraping plaque off their teeth. Um, yeah, but I think I could be a dentist in Arkansas. I know you're saying, Rob, focus. Constellation Brands boosted its operating cash flow to $2.1 billion. Uh, you know what I like about companies like uh, Constellation Brands and Coca-Cola is they dominate the consumer, not the consumer, but the middleman, the little markets, the Safeways, the, you know, where we go to get our stuff. And let's just say like there's a company like Body Armor or Smart Water. Wasn't Smart Water the one uh, 50 Cent invested in and made millions, like hundreds of millions for like a nothing investment. Um. And when Coca-Cola, when something hits like a smart water or a body armor, Coca-Cola or Pepsi says, we'll buy them. If there's a, a a margarita in a can that suddenly starts doing really, really well, Constellation Brands or another big uh, beer company will, will buy them. So double-digit growth for Modelo Especial and Corona Premier. Those brands, along with other initiatives, have driven target goals for the year. If you can't go to Mexico, you could at least have a Corona. Give them credit. They do some clever ads, right? And they uh, do the wine glass. They're all sitting outside, and it's getting dark. The guy okay? uh, They're all drinking Coronas, and they need a candle. So he turns on his smartphone and puts the beer on the Corona glass on a smartphone flashlight. That's clever, right? i ever, ever make you go out and buy a beer. See, my, my generation, we're very loyal to brands. I'll drink Lagunitas for like two straight years. And then I'll try something else. Like a Deschutes, hazy IPA. And I'll go, ooh. And I'll like that. I'll, I'll drink that for two years. Pretty loyal. So Coke, no Pepsi. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit? When Three Mile Island melted down? Uh, they brought a Pepsi into the control room, and the character who's running the nuclear power plant said, Coke, no Pepsi. Because Pepsi ultimately spills and it caused a major disaster. Shows you brand loyalty. Super important. Constellation brands. You can take, take a look at it. STZ, Consolidated a Bros. for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Um, Alcohol is kind of a sin stock, right? We tend to do sins in good economies and bad economies. You with me, against me. You got to choose a side because this is a civil war. So, my
0: advice to you is to start drinking heavily.
1: That is not my advice to you unless you're home and safe. One of, my, one of my old interns got really, really drunk and jumped off a balcony and broke a lot of his teeth. They don't grow back and they're expensive. And he, he landed on someone who he's getting sued. Stay at home if you're going to drink. Don't leave the house. Don't jump off balconies. That's my best financial advice to you. Big seminar coming up July 11th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code radio25